Work is no longer just about productivity and metrics. It's about people. And when we focus on positivity, communication, belonging, and development, the numbers take care of themselves. This is Work Human Radio, where we talk to authors, researchers, and business leaders about the latest trends making work more human around the world. Here's your host, Mike Wood. So welcome back to another Work Human Radio. I am your host, Mike Wood, and I'm very excited today to be joined by Stacia Gar. Hi, Stacia. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Mike? I'm okay. I've been a little bit better with the COVID going on, but it's good. The sun is shining and I'm still alive, so it's great. <laughs> well, I wanted to have you on the show today to talk about your latest research, the double-double shift supporting women's performance management during a pandemic. It's very timely and some great research into how existing systems that have been put in place have been even more effective during COVID. But can you just tell a little bit about yourself and about Red Thread? Yeah, sure. So I'm Stacia Gar, co-founder of Red Thread Research. We are a human capital research and advisory firm, and we focus on areas like diversity inclusion, obviously, but also people analytics, employee experience, learning and career, and both the practices and the technologies that support them. That's great. So let's talk about this report. Can you just give a quick like overview of what you were looking for and, and let's start getting into what you found? Yeah, well, as we kind of chit-chatted about before we got started, this report has been a journey for us. So back in January, we looked at some of our data around performance management and how it was uh, different by men and women. And we said, you know, We've seen some research on this, wonder if there's anything in our own data. And we found that there were some remarkable differences between how men and women, even in our new, you know, I put air quotes around that, modern performance management approach, that they were experiencing a difference. So, for instance, we found that managers were less effective at having difficult conversations, according to women, that they were having structured formal conversations about performance less often, that they thought their information sharing was happening less in their workplace, and ultimately that they trusted that the organization left. And so we said, wow, this is really interesting. Let's understand what others have done. So we went off and we kind of looked at this through the lens of culture, capability of managers, and then clarity of direction. And we, we wrote this wonderful report, had this great understanding of what was happening, and then COVID hit. And <laughs> we, we said, huh, this is probably not the moment right now to publish this. But as we were thinking about it, we said, you know, this is the moment, though, to say, what are the implications of what's happening with COVID in the pandemic, and particularly with working from home for women, that is different. And so we then built on the report and came out with, as you said, the double-double shift report that really focuses on what is happening for women right now. So, you know, we know that women are more likely than men to step out of the workforce right now. They are also juggling the equivalent of another part-time job with additional household responsibilities, much more than men's, so that being the education of our children who are not in school or just the managing of them for you and I with preschool age kids. Also elder care, a lot more of that, and also a lot more housework. And so we said, what are the implications of that? And particularly how women are therefore working, which is in kind of chunks of time as opposed to a full workday. And then what should we be thinking about with performance management? So that's really the story of how we got to this report. Yeah, I think that COVID for a lot of society has kind of ripped off the Band-Aid of some of the systems that we have set up to support people and basic working 
like I have, I have kids in daycare that I spend a certain amount of money for. I have someone that comes and cleans the house every two weeks just to make it look a little bit livable. And now all that is gone. That enables us to be working and to be efficient, but you take that away, you can't work. You can't work to the same level that you used to be. And if you're expected to, you're going to burn out. Right. So it's a crazy time, but I see, and, and I wanted to say that this kind of, brings back all of our talk about the gender pay gap. So at least in my household, my wife doesn't make as much as I am. So the general like logic is that I should be the one working primarily on my job to keep my job. And she's the one that's going to have to make the sacrifice. And that's just reality. But it actually is we're both making sacrifices. <laughs> we're, we're both miserable. So... <laughs> It sets it up that this COVID time has showed me that we're all on our own and that Mm. we need to find and put in more systems to help each other and lift each other up. So let's talk a little bit about what you found with performance management. Yeah. So I talked a little bit about some of the systemic differences that we saw. And I think you're absolutely right. This is a systems issue, whether you're talking about, you know, the childcare issue broadly, but also, you know, what's happening with women in performance management. And part of the reason we focused on performance management is it is obviously critical to that question of compensation back to gender pay gap, as well as advancement, which is factors into gender pay gap, but isn't solely responsible for, but you know, the different levels of women at different levels in the organization. And so when we looked at this, what we saw was that some of the changes that need to be made, particularly around things like the quality of the feedback that women are getting and the frequency of the feedback, they're changes that will benefit everyone. But the thing is, is that where we are seeing systemic differences is for women. But if everyone gets more feedback and everybody has more clarity on their goals, everyone's going to do better. So I think the thing that's nice about this is we're certainly highlighting where there's a challenge and a problem, but the solutions can, can help us all address the problem. So some of the particular things that we focus on in the report, like I said, one is around this topic of feedback that women are getting. So, you know, expanding the feedback type that people are getting is really important. The feedback sources and frequency, you know, so it's not just managers. I know Work Human has a big focus on kind of this crowdsource feedback. And, you know, we talk about in the report about five different sources of feedback, including technology that we can be using to provide to people. And then also, you know, giving more guidance on how to get feedback. And the main report, and we cut this for the COVID, the double-double shift report, But there's just some fascinating information out there about how you can make really small shifts in things like the information you give people before they give feedback in terms of what the expectations are of people in general. But women, there's things that you can do when it comes to the rating scale. What does rating scale mean and how you talk about it? These sorts of things can shift and have been shown in studies to shift how people rate women. And it's really remarkable. So feedback's a big focus. Fairness. You know, just basic stuff, making sure there's consistent expectations. You're talking about the expectations, making sure you're reducing bias and assessments so that, you know, when somebody says this person's a four and not a five, you say, well, why? Let's have that conversation. Let's make Mm -hmm. sure we're being fair about it. And then we also talk about kind of looking to the future. So making sure people are connected to opportunities equally. So. Yeah, the numbers rating has always gotten to me because I used to work for an organization that did that. And it would be a three is your doing fine, four is you're exceeding, five is you're amazing, and two is not doing well, and one 
is. But the reality is, if you get a three, you're not going to feel good about that. If you get a four, you might feel good about it, but no one ever gets a five because then they have to pay that person more. And if you get a two or a one, you better be looking for another job. And so you wait all year for that and you're going to be disappointed no matter what. And you're going to end up hearing feedback on stuff that you probably should have heard feedback on six months ago. So what mm -hmm. I like about Work Human is that it's a continuous conversation and that eliminates the fear of wondering where you stand. And if yeah. there is a problem, you have the immediate chance to address it before it becomes something that you can't go back from. So it's like everybody always says to, you see something strange on your body, go to the doctor before it gets too bad. <laughs> I mean, you have an opportunity to take care of it before. Um, just because I've been watching a little bit of TLC with these doctors that are these people that have lumps on their legs and stuff. And they're like, how long have you had it? Eight years. Like, <laughs> that's a little bit too long. So I do appreciate the continuous performance. And so it's really good to see that because if you think about in anything right now, do you wait a whole year? Right. No, no, nothing. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. We actually don't talk about it as much in this report, but you mentioned rating scales. There was this really fascinating piece of research that we reviewed on ratings of professors. And so what they did is they had a 10 point scale and they had students who were rating professors, men and the women, and they found that women were much less likely to get rated a 10. And so the reason for that was that 10 or the top of the scale, like you just said, the amazing at the five even, it embodies perfection. And there's a whole bunch of research that shows that due to kind of cultural stereotypes and the like, we're much less likely to rate women as being that ideal, hitting that ideal of perfection. But so in this study, what they did is they then said, okay, instead of using a 10-point scale, we, the university actually moved all the professors to a five-point, or a, I think it was a six-point scale. And what they found was that because they then redefined what the top of the scale meant, women were then equally likely to get rated at the top of the scale because it was no longer this connotation of a 10 out of 10, you know, this amazing cultural ideal. And what was even more interesting is it was the exact same lectures, the exact same delivery of the material. So nothing was changed about the performance itself, but the perception of the rating is what changed. And that's what would change how women were rated. And, you know, in tenure track, just like in corporate America, if you're the top of the scale, you're more likely to advance and to get that pay raise and everything else we started with. So it's just fascinating how all this stuff plays together. Yeah, I think, I mean, just in culture, at least in America, if you rate something a 10 or someone gets a 10, whether it's in like the Olympics or something, that doesn't happen a lot. Like it's set up yeah. to be a once in a lifetime type of you get a perfect 10 across the board so i think you're always kind of have that bias to give like a nine or something because you don't know what next is coming so yeah the whole system is set up to fail <laughs> yeah but to your point though if you're having that continuous feedback if you're having feedback from multiple sources if people are able to make course corrections in the moment by the time you get to the end of the year if your organization does have a score it's clear like, you were amazing. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Like, we've had this conversation, and through the end of it, you did a great job or did an okay job. But it's there is, according to the research, less likelihood of bias to then creep in if you're having those continuous conversations throughout the year. Plus, I get to see, at least with our recognition product, I get to see what others are doing. Because, I mean, even now, we're, we're way more in a pod-based type of working environment that 
you're working on various projects, you're not necessarily being as visible across the organization. And so when you get a recognition moment, you're able to showcase some of the positive that you've done out to the entire company. And it also gives the person who gets it a little bit of relief that I know when I got my first one, I think during COVID, it was just a sigh of relief that, okay, I like, I feel like I'm failing my family and I'm failing work, but at least I'm not failing work. So maybe I should focus a little bit more on family. <laughs> so it eliminates stress and these perceptions can spiral into a whole, like you think it's going to be one thing, but it really isn't. Yeah. And especially like you said, we're all working alone. We're connected digitally, but we're working alone. And so that's a lot of time for our own perceptions, I think, to kind of maybe to warp reality, whatever reality is. But I think when you have that continuous feedback, when you have that connection, and particularly when you have that recognition in hard times, I think it can help us just stay on track better, which ultimately is really what performance management is trying to do in organizations that are using it well. Yeah, we've had a lot of customers, I probably can't say who they are off the top of my head, but we've had a lot that have done a lot of bulk awards during this time and just as a way to keep employees positive, knowing that the world around them may be crumbling, but the company cares about you and we're going to work to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of that as well, whether it's recognition awards or giving people kind of spontaneous days off or all these types of things. Focus on well-being is another thing that we're starting to see more of. Yeah, I think that there's a recognition that people need that positive affirmation, particularly right now. But I think the thing is, is we always did and we always do. It's just that the current situation has underscored the need for that. And tying back to the report, that's basically what we say is is there are opportunities for not great things to happen in terms of our perception of women and their performance and what they're doing. But a conversation, clarity, discussions, making sure there's that open communication can help address some of the biases that may pop up. And that's the case in all cases and with all people. It's just being highlighted here for women. I hope things get better on all fronts for women, for everybody in working. We will be pushing out this report, but if people want to learn more about you and the work that you do, where should they go? Yeah, they can find us at redthreadresearch.com. This report and an associated infographic is right there on the main page. We do have a free for now membership free until September. And so people can just go ahead and sign up for that free membership and then they'll be able to log in and see the reports and see everything else we've done on all sorts of cool topics. This is great. I can't wait till I can see you again in person at an event. I don't know if anything's going to happen this year. I don't know how it can, but hopefully I'll see you soon. And good luck with the two kids. And it's got to be tough. (laughs) You too. I know it's tough for you too. And I think we just focus on the good, focus on the family time and keep plugging one day after another and saying thank you to others and appreciating and recognizing them for what they do. Well, thank you, Stacia. I appreciate you for what you do. (laughs) Thank you. Me too, Mike. I appreciate you. For 20 years, WorkHuman has helped leading brands build cultures of gratitude and human connection. Their solutions work in the best of times, the worst of times, and all the time. Let them work for you in turning isolation into recognition, connection, and celebration. Get up and running in minutes at workhuman.com.